The Housing Minister, Steve Clark, joins us. Good morning, sir. Hey, John. Uh, thanks for having me on. It was a nice tune, for sure. I was following in real time Bonnie Lissick's press conference yesterday while on the treadmill, and I guess I, that, maybe that's why it left me breathless. But um, there was a lot more to this and a lot more criticism than I had anticipated. And I wonder, uh, you must have had advance warning, but I mean, there's some fairly damning stuff in there. Yeah, I, I had a short conversation with uh, with the Auditor General on Friday. She forwarded me forwarded to me the report on uh, Tuesday afternoon. Um, but uh, you know, again, I, I you know, it's very rare in Ontario to have a premier um, respond directly to an Auditor General's report. And you know, the premier and I answered a lot of questions yesterday, and and we acknowledge. Uh, the recommendations in the report, the fact that we went too fast and and we need to tighten up our processes. Process process does matter uh, in Ontario. But at the same time, I, I think we, people have to acknowledge um, the fact that we are in a housing supply crisis. We literally have a generation of Ontarians that uh, are being priced out of the market. Right. And ever since I became the minister, and I've been the minister now five years, I've done everything I can do with housing supply action plans, housing pledges, strong mayor powers. Uh, we're doing everything we can to get shovels in the ground for that next generation. But I understand and I acknowledge and I will um, bring forward these recommendations to improve the process, to improve transparency and integrity in the process, because it does matter. And I, I want to make sure that... Uh, that we get it right. And I heard you and the Premier numerous times yesterday citing this need for housing, which is absolutely true, but it doesn't justify building by any means. No, and, and I think that's why we need to have a process um, improvement um, in, in terms of, of the acknowledgement by both of us. We, we are setting this as a priority, but at the same time, the Premier hit the nail on the head. We can, we can take two paths. We can, we can stop building or we can continue to build. We've chosen to continue to build, but at the same time, ensuring that there's a better process moving forward. And I, that's, that's a really important takeaway for Ontarians. Right. Okay, that brings me to my next question, because as you have said, um, you're acknowledging the recommendations. The one you're not going to enact is going back on this, which means the whole process was a mess, but we're just going to leave it as it is. And, and, and I think the, the reason we're doing that is we, we won't accept not building homes during a housing supply crisis. We grew by over half a million people last year, John. Um, in 12 months, that's more newcomers than Texas and Florida. That's the, that are the fastest growing states in the U.S. Sure, but the Auditor General, sir, also that found that there is enough available land without opening the green belt. And, and, and I acknowledge that my housing affordability task force report is now 19 months old. There's a lot uh, that has changed in the last 19 months. And John, don't take my word for it. You know, TD Economics, the National Bank of Canada have all acknowledged that uh, that there will be a need for additional homes than originally planned because of the amount of uh, newcomers that are going to be coming to our country. Uh, the TD Economics report uh, puts it at 500,000 homes that are going to be needed additionally. So, so yes, the original report 19 months ago said that. The Premier and I were unequivocal yesterday, indicating that this is, you know, the 1.5 million homes is a minimum. You know, we need at least that amount. Uh, in the case of the properties in question, they're all privately owned. Uh, the Greenbelt's going to be grown by over 2,000 acres, the most uh, since its inception. 
And there, right. there's but a lot of that land is not development land in the first place. I mean, we're designating no. protection for something that doesn't need to be protected. No, but 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 you, the people can't have it both ways. They can't talk about the protections that the Greenbelt Act provides and then belittle them when we're when the government's adding property. There there are environmental benefits from the 2,000 acres that are going into the Greenbelt that are being added to the Greenbelt. And in terms of this, the, the developable land, there, there are still environmental protections provided by the growth plan for the Greater Golden Horseshoe and the provincial policy statement. So some of the so those lands that are going into the or they're going into development still have environmental protections that those weren't removed because they were removed from the Greenbelt. There are other provincial policies that still protect them. But at the end of the day, uh, we need to ensure that that pri- those privately owned lands that are going to be developed that we extract billions of dollars of community benefits paid for by the landowners, things like roads and transit and parks and schools and healthcare facilities. All of those things need to be put forward. And we've got a nonpartisan office of the provincial land and development facilitator that will extract those public benefits for municipalities from those private landowners. The Integrity Commissioner, we've learned, is possibly investigating your Chief of Staff, Ryan Amato. Does he still have your confidence? I serve at the pleasure of the Premier, um, and the Premier has staff, uh, confidence uh, in myself and, and my staff. Uh, we've committed uh, to the Premier that we will implement uh, the 14 recommendations, uh, and we will cooperate with uh, anyone else who... Uh, decides to continue an investigation or start one. Okay, so that includes the OPP. Obviously, if they decide to go ahead, they were briefed by the uh, the, the Auditor General. I, I, I will work with anyone who wants to investigate this and will continue to work. Both my chief and I and my staff will continue to work with the Integrity Commissioner uh, as we have from the start. We'll continue to work with him and cooperate with him as well. The uh, possibility of an OPP investigation is kind of going to cast a shadow on all of this. Are you just moving on? Again, I'll, I'll cooperate with uh, with whoever uh, decides to investigate this file. I've got I've got nothing to hide, and in the meantime, I'll continue to work on these fourteen recommendations. They're important priorities for me and the government, but as well, the priority continues. Uh, to to build homes, we've uh, we've had four housing supply action plans. We need to intensify around transit. Uh, we need to move forward on our, our our housing pledges with our municipalities. There's lots of work for us to do to ensure that we build at least 1.5 million homes in the next decade. On our airwaves yesterday, Marit Stiles, leader of the opposition, demanded that you either resign or be removed. Again, uh, John, I, I serve at the pleasure of the Premier. He has trust in, in me to continue, and I have pledged to Ontarians that uh, in regard to these recommendations, uh, I think they need to be uh, implemented, and I will implement them as soon as possible. It okay. is a huge problem. So, I mean, you're, you're, not, you're not resigning. I, you know, I serve as, at the pleasure of the Premier. I'm, I'm committed to make sure this, this, uh, this moves forward. Okay. Is the Premier still pleased, then? Well, you know, again, it's very, very rare to have a premier out in front of an auditor general's report. We're, we're both taking uh, responsibility. We, we both have made a commitment uh, yesterday and today to improve the process. And, you know, um, the final recommendation wasn't accepted because we're in that middle of a housing crisis and it's not getting better. 
Uh, we need to do everything we can to get shovels in the ground. There's a generation of people that uh, don't have a hope uh, to get a home that meets their needs. And, and I'm not going to sit back and, uh, and sit on my hands. We need to move forward. Thank you, sir. Thanks, John. That's Steve Clark, Municipal Affairs and Housing Minister.